This is the podcast that will help you connect reason to faith. What, what does it all mean? Mind, mind, Hello and welcome to another Mind Made Matter episode. My name is Ken Green. Today marks the 10th episode in the third season. And because this is episode 10, I thought today we will look at the 10 biggest pieces of evidence of Jesus Christ outside of the Bible. We're going to look at some non-Christian pagan accounts and some non-Christian Jewish accounts. So let's get started with our list and look at the evidence of Jesus outside of the Bible. I know we've touched on this in previous episodes, but this one is a more extensive look at that evidence. Number 10. At number 10, we have Phallus, 52 AD. Phallus is one of the oldest secular writers that mentioned Jesus in his writings. He is so ancient that his work doesn't exist anymore. But you see, Julius Africanus quoted his writing where he tried to explain away the darkness occurring at Jesus' crucifixion. In his quote, he describes that Phallus explained how the world was surrounded by a fearful darkness while a massive earthquake happened during Jesus' crucifixion. Now, we've spoken about the evidence scientifically for that exact account on the show prior, but this comes from his direct writings. Of Thallus' available work, we can conclude that Jesus lived, he was crucified, and there was an earthquake and a darkness or an eclipse at the point of his crucifixion. Number nine. We're going back to good old Tacitus, 56 to 120 AD. Cornelius Tacitus was a well-known ancient historian, known for his analysis and examination of historical documents. He explained the existence of Jesus in his Annals of 116 AD. Tacitus describes Emperor Nero's response to the great fire in Rome, where Nero blamed the Christians for it. According to him, Jesus lived in Judea, He was crucified under Pontius Pilate, and he had followers that were persecuted for their faith in him. Number eight, Marabara Serapion, 70 AD. After 70 AD, a Syrian philosopher named Marabara Serapion wrote for his son where he compared the life and persecution of Jesus to that of other philosophers who were persecuted for their ideas. Marabara Seraphian called him the wise king, and he described how Jews murdered their wise king, after which their kingdom was abolished. And it also says that God avenged those men. And according to him, Jesus was a wise and influential man who died for his beliefs. The Jewish leadership was also somehow responsible for Jesus' death, and Jesus' followers adopted his belief, and they lived their lives accordingly. Number seven, Phlegon, 80 to 140 AD. Like Thallus, Julius Africanus also mentioned a historian called Phlegon, who wrote the Chronicle of History around about 140 AD. Phlegon also focused on the darkness surrounding Jesus' crucifixion. And according to Phlegon, Jesus had the ability to predict the future pretty accurately, and he was crucified under the reign of Tiberius Caesar. It also says that Jesus showed his wounds after he was resurrected with the people that he came into contact with. Number six, 
The next bit of evidence, number six, we have Pliny the Younger, 61 to 113 AD. The early Christians were also described in the early non-Christian history. Pliny the Younger, in a letter to the Roman Emperor Trajan, he describes the lifestyles of the early Christians. Pliny explains how the Christians sang a hymn to Jesus Christ as a God in alternate verses and took an oath to refrain from all sorts of evil deeds. These early descriptions of the first Christians document several things, like the first Christians believed that Jesus was God, they upheld a high moral code, while as early followers gathered regularly to worship Jesus. Number five. Number five leads us to Lucian of Samosata, 115 to 200 AD. Lucian was a Greek satirist who spoke sarcastically of Jesus and his followers. But in the process, he actually affirmed they were real people and never referred to them as fictional characters or anything like that. Lucian explained how the Christians worshipped a man who introduced their novel rites and was crucified on this account. According to his work, we can conclude that Jesus talked about repentance and the family of God, and that his teachings were quickly adopted by the followers of Jesus. Number four. We have Celsus from 175 AD. Celsus was also quite antagonistic to the claims of the Gospels in the Bible, but in his criticism, he unknowingly affirmed and reinforced the biblical authors and their content. So Celsus, he confirmed that Jesus was able to perform miracles. According to Celsus's writings, Jesus had an earthly father who was a carpenter and Jesus possessed unusual magical powers. And also he says that Jesus claimed to be God. Celsus's writings is extensive and he alluded to 80 different biblical quotes. And this would, of course, confirmed their early appearance in history. Number three. We've got Josephus, 33 to 101 AD. Coming to the ancient hostile Jewish sources, Josephus is the Jewish source. And Josephus wrote in detail about Jesus in his Antiquities of the Jews. And that came out in 93 AD. Under the rule of Emperor Vastation, Josephus was allowed to write a history of the Jews, where he wrote about Jesus as a wise man and the Messiah. Now, there are many different versions of Josephus' writings, but we can conclude from them that Jesus lived in Palestine and that he was a wise man. He was also a teacher. He did amazing things and that he was accused by the Jews and was crucified under Pilate and had followers who were then called Christians. Number two. At the number two spot, we have the Jewish Talmud or Talmud, 400 to 700 A.D., in the Talmudic writing, Jesus was referred to as Balaam, Ben Stada, or a certain one. And according to the Talmudic passages, Jesus practiced magic and that he led Israel astray. And then he says Jesus was stoned and hanged because he practiced sorcery and he caused Israel to go astray. And no one came in his favor to plead, so he was hanged. So the Talmud says that Jesus had magical powers. He led the Jews away from their beliefs he had disciples who were martyred for their faith and he was executed on the day before Passover. Sounds like the accounts recorded in the Bible, just from a slightly different skewed perspective. Number one. 
At the number one spot, we have the Toldot Yeshu, 1000 AD. This is a medieval Jewish retelling of the life of Jesus that is completely anti-Christian. The Toldot Yeshu tries to explain away the miracles of Jesus and deny the virgin birth. The text of the Toldot Yeshu does confirm many elements of the New Testament, like Jesus claiming to be the Messiah and Jesus healing those who had disabilities. It also says that Isaiah told of his life and that he was worshipped as God and that he was arrested by the Jews, beaten with rods, given vinegar to drink. He wore a crown of thorns and rode into Jerusalem on a donkey and was betrayed by a man called Judah Iscariato, which is Judas Iscariot in English. He had followers that claimed that he was resurrected from the grave, that he rose back to life and ascended into heaven. So we can see that many elements of the biblical writings are confirmed by these accounts, despite of the fact that they were written against Jesus and his followers. Well, there it is, folks. That is the top 10 pieces of evidence for Jesus from non-Christian sources that, you know, we've gone into a little bit more detail than we usually do. I hope, again, you can add that to the reasons for your faith. We are out of here for season three. I will see you in season four. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast and hanging out with me. I can't wait for your company in the next one. Mind Made Matter is a production of 96.5 Brisbane and was written and presented by Ken Green. To find more 96.5 podcasts, download our app by searching for 96FIVE in your app store or get them wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.